What's going on, guys? And welcome back to this episode of Split Screen D&D, the place where we're attacking all things Dungeons & Dragons from both sides of the screen. My name's Tom Quinn, resident Dungeon Master here at Modern Myth. And I'm Josh Winans, resident player character here at Modern Myth. And uh, we're getting into one that maybe we shouldn't even get into because everyone already knows the answer. Uh, we, we pretty much, we can sum it up, I think, this easy. Don't split the party. Don't ever split the party. Thanks, guys. The world is yours. No. Oh, sorry. hold on. I think we can actually delve a little deeper. Oh. You know, but before we get down and dirty into this conversation, hey, Internet, we're always amazed at just how amazing you are. Commenting down below, writing quite actually, the comments are just, I, we, we're, we're getting a good community Crushing. going here. Crushing. Uh, you're hitting the like, you're subscribing as gr we're growing slowly and steadily. Thanks so much to everyone. But if you want to take a more direct, uh, way to contribute to us, uh, patreon.com slash mod myth. Oh, I'm getting it. Man, I'm getting it. Man. Getting it. I, know, I know. But it, we're, we're finding actually another great way to support the channel is to share on your, in your favorite, uh, social media platform. I'm, I'm not, I'm old. I don't know them all, but you know, you know, the things with the, the tweeting and the, and you, the... you have a MySpace still, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, I have my band playing. Me and my mind. Oh. That's your, I have your my MySpace <laughs> If you're old, you don't understand that stuff. Anyway, so but no, uh, no thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. I'll 100 echo that. The shares on social media go so far in helping us grow the channel. So uh, for those of you who have been doing that, uh, or those of you who will be doing that in the future, hugely, yeah. hugely, thank appreciate you guys so that. much. And yes, let's not cut that short because I think both of us have something to say. I on think um, the topic of splitting the party, but as it would be your party and not mine. As yeah, I it's my party, and I'll split if I want to. Oh, uh, uh, you're welcome. You're wow. welcome. <laughs> right. That actually okay. That wasn't that was that was pretty terrible. good. You have to understand that both of us are dads, so that's a pretty high caliber. Like that was pretty high caliber. Yeah, but thanks, man. All right, let's uh, let's let's do this thing. <laughs> Splitting the party. Yeah. From a player perspective. Yeah. Talk with me about the pros, the cons. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, give me your thoughts on splitting the party. So, uh, splitting the party is something that should be done. To, I feel deliberately. It's not something that you're like, hey, wow, there's a we walked in a dungeon and there's a lot of room to cover. Let's just split the party because it will cover twice as much ground. Uh, because I think the ob one of the ob most obvious cons that if you're in a party, you're probably depending on each other for survival. So when you split the party, you lessen your chance of survivability, which is kind of the number one goal of D&D is to not die. That's right. kind of the number one goal. Yeah. There's, there's no way to win and only really one way to lose. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, it depends on your Yay. definition of lose, but... Well, this is, um, this is how the DMs see the game. But, uh... <laughs> well, I, I, I think there's many ways to lose the game. Yeah, but. besides just dying. <laughs> eh, genocide or anything like that, that's fine. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> anyway, but that being said, I feel that splitting the party does allow for a lot of unique interactions with the world that would not otherwise not be possible... And I almost see it as like a, a special kind of encounter. Like you have your chase scenes, you have your, which are really unique. You have, and uh, splitting the party 
Um, I always have this envisionment of like Ocean's Eleven where everyone has their job that they're doing and it all comes together in a culmination and it comes off perfectly because that's how D&D works. Everyone rocks their D, uh, DCs and everything comes together beautifully. Yep. Never once does that ever happen. No one fails to climb a ladder that was designed to be climbed, <laughs> literally built to be climbed. Well, I forget but what episode we really dissect that one. But yeah, uh, but it's just such a unique opportunity to experience the game that you shouldn't immediately say no we're not going to split the party we're not going to pull off an ocean's 11's heist we're just going to go all in through the front door and kill everyone i think you're you're missing out on a really unique creative opportunity to play the game yeah i i I completely agree and i hadn't really thought of heists i when i'm thinking of heists now now i think it certainly could qualify that's just like one example yeah yeah but i guess in my mind i hadn't even really categorized heist as splitting the party though there's certainly many opportunities to if you're talking about five people executing a very specific aspect of a heist Mm -hmm. you know one of those people might be on the opposite side of uh opposite side of the kingdom might be might be in a different uh a different city entirely maybe they have to you know who knows send some magical message from a, a a stone to get them to uh raise the portcullis so the original heisters can get in in the first yeah, one. Absolutely. Who knows? I mean, yeah, there's yeah. all, um, so there's definitely opportunity there. I, I think I kind of wanted to start by laying out, I, I, I would think of splitting the party, uh, as really in fundamentally two categories. I would okay. say kind of an in session split, okay. uh, which I think is kind of what you're, that's what I'm getting d- at describing. Um, I think there is also opportunity for, uh, a a like a differentiated split where you're literally running two separate parallel campaigns because the party has decided to go different directions. Okay, so all right, I would call that a like a soft split versus a hard split. Okay. It's kind of a uh and the only reason I categorize them that way is because on the DM side, well, actually both DM and player side, but definitely on the DM side. Those are very different experiences. Yeah, running running the game. Well, and as a player, as a player, too. it's a very different experience too. Yeah, and I think there's pros and cons uh, well, to that as well. I like that you're different. I love this. Uh, so let's split it up. Let's talk because I've already uh, and kind of been hitting on it. Let's talk about the soft. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's still at the table, and but... I think this is what most people mean when they say split the yes. party. Yeah. And I think I think th- most of the um, uh, the common knowledge that has you know, clotted onto this phrase. In fact, I, I actually think it's a, te- I think it's terrible advice. Okay. Never split the party is terrible. Well, advice. I think any one where there's no wiggle room and there's no exceptions, any rule like that, especially in D and D. Yeah. That, that you should not take that like yeah. as gospel. I would also say it's sometimes terrible advice to split the party, but, 100%. but the idea that, just like in real life, that you you don't ha- there aren't distinct advantages to to not traveling as a as a five person yeah. you know glob of individuals exactly you know um, one of the great a great representation just from the DM side of what I think is the most quintessential reason to split the party uh-huh. is time a hundred percent if the world has time implications suddenly there's at least a justification to go, hey, we can cover more ground. We're looking, uh, 
we're 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 searching for an item in a city. We need to find there's a a, a okay. scroll. Maybe there's a a, a number of uh, arcane dealers. This right. great arcane bazaar. All of these stalls. Okay, and this. um, you know maybe maybe someone has maybe maybe one of them is stolen. You know that one of these vendors has heisted this this scroll, and right. you need to find this person before they get out of the city. Perfect. So then in that case, let's say well, let's say you're running with a rogue, a wizard, and a fighter. The rogue might go like, hey, I'm going to go hit my contacts. I'm going to go do the thief sign that looks like this. And then they're going to go talk. And then the wizard is going to hit up like the vendor and like, hey, I understand these spells. And the fighter works out in the gym because they don't do anything but fight. But I mean, <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is that <laughs> totally it, kidding, totally kidding. But but I think you just laid out a perfect use case for splitting the party. Now, what if the entire party went with the rogue to go? Talk to their contacts. They want to talk with their fences, see if anyone's tried to tried right. to to liquidate that scroll. Right. Then you guys all go to the the vendors. By well, that time, if the DM is tracking time, mm -hmm. which they should be, uh, and and I would say if they're tracking time, you either fail or get very lucky yes. because because not splitting the party is I, I would say under those circumstances. If you're talking about a sprawling cityscape, right. Is likely a horrible use of your time, right? And and the the advice never split the party flies absolutely in the face of right. many. I mean, this is one of many situations. And I will say, being in a city that doesn't guarantee your safety, but it certainly, I think, as a player, feels a lot better splitting up <laughs> than when you you come to a, a you know a a, a four way intersection in a right. dungeon and go. All right, you go that way. I'll go this way. I go. So this I way. guess yeah, the environment definitely matters when it comes to splitting yeah. the party. But what sure. I love, what I love about splitting the party, and I think if as a as a player, mm -hmm. you've written off the notion, you just mm -hmm. kind of come to the table going like, well, I'm never going to even consider that. So, you know, if you've done that, much like I I try to frame a lot of the things that we talk about on at least on the DM side as tools that hey, under certain circumstances you can reach for them. A good example being. The the illusion of choice on the DM side, right? And and I was pretty explicit about like that's a behind glass, absolute emergencies if at all, right? Kind, kind of deal. Maybe it's the same thing on the player side. Okay. Maybe maybe it's a deal where it's only under the select few circumstances we feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. But if you've written yourself off to, I will never grab that tool, right? Um, one, I think I think you limit yourself in some of the, your means of solving problems. Yep. But two, and you you already touched on this. There's some really interesting role play that can occur when you guys are out, you know, separated by distance and by time. Um, and, and I think the the rejoining of the group is where you see a lot of the some some of those interesting opportunities come. And it, it's so interesting that when you divide the group, then you're forcing certain people to use skill sets that skill sets. Wow, skill sets that they might not normally use. So let's say the wizard is going off by themselves. They're usually you have the, the bard be the persuasive guy. The wizard's by themselves. So now they're going to have to be a little bit more persuasive. Right. So you get to see them, sh like, I don't know if shine is the right word because they might not, but explore different sides of the characters that you would never see otherwise. 100%. And especially talking about the wizard is they've got all sorts of utility at their disposal mm -hmm. if, if they have considered the ways in which they may need to actuate their character without the aid of their party. And, and there aren't that many opportunities to remind characters, right. uh, players and characters, as they move through the game, 
that they're still an individual and mm-hmm. that there are still going to be problems that they can't, there's still going to be heavy rocks that the fighter's not there to move. Right. There's still going to be, you know, hard-nosed uh, vendors right. that the bard's not going to be there to woo. You know, there's going to, so so I, I love that idea mm-hmm. uh, of, of being able to allow new aspects of a character to shine. And I also love the idea of not just in the shining of skills and abilities, but also uh, in the interest of decision making. Mm. Yeah, is, everyone, you are autonomous in the, for yourself completely in that situation. And handing that autonomy back, I say handing it back as though it's something the, the DM can. It's a decision that the players make. Right. But but uh, maybe it's better phrased: re grabbing the reins of autonomy as an individual might just might just reignite uh, some of that sense of individuality that, yeah, that kind of uh, sure. each character has. So I, I, uh, I really like that. We, I mean, um, I, I think since we're, we're pretty clearly in the pros of splitting right. the party space, um, let's stay with that. If you're good with that, and yeah. we can round, come, we'll come around. The cons. There's certainly cons. I think, yeah. There's a pretty big cons. Yeah. Big time cons. But, uh, so and that's kind of existing in the soft split space, okay. or or again this kind of in session where we're running a session and during that session the players decide what's best to to solve the problem at hand mm-hmm. is we need to go our separate ways, um, which we don't have much experience with. Uh, not a tremendous amount. The, the one of the ones that really comes to mind was um, Kel and Aster. This was leading up to Brand's trial at Fort Hill. Yeah. And uh, Katarina and Reek yep. went to go get the wine cart to smuggle soldiers into, and they even actually they got in a chase sequence with some bandits. And yep. and something that's really cool about like that chase sequence playing out, I, I know as a DM I felt it. It was a cool opportunity. I know, uh, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this, as a player because it had nothing to do with you but you were still a party to it but i think uh, i think because i think i felt it myself that there's there's a cool opportunity there for you to be watching Katarina and Reek engage in this encounter mm-hmm. and know there's nothing you can do to help them and i think there's some tension that can exist there 100%. um to to be able to say you know you're 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 watching this truly as an audience member, not as a participant for this you know this portion of it, and vice versa. When we pivot back to you and right. Aster, the same thing for for uh, Katarina and Reek. They they have no means of of changing the situation. Right. Um, so I think that that's another another plus is there's some tension that you can develop there mm-hmm. that would be very difficult to develop. Under under the entire party being present circumstances yeah. and, and going off that as well, uh, your identity in uh, changes when you're with the party. When you're at the party, you are a certain identity, and when you go off by yourself, you remember like, oh, I have so much more that I'm not showing very often because I'm one member of a troop, so they only see the gruff soldier side of me, and all of a sudden I'm by myself and the like I am fully exposed. There's I have to fill all this stuff. So you get to almost rediscover like session zero character, which I like is that. super cool. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. I think, and and there may even be some uh, argument in the in the DM space for uh, again, uh, splitting the party is not something that I would generally say splitting or not splitting. 
that, I mean, that's something I pretty much, from a decision standpoint, want to wash my hands of okay. as a DM. So I, it's all up to us, basically? No, I think that there could well, be some... I actually, yeah. There I could agree. be narrative reasons. A good example is when you drink the green liquid. Oh, yeah. I yeah. split the party. Basically. That was one of the consequences of drinking it was that the party became split. I, mm. I instantiated that. Um, but I don't think I would be in the habit of a fully cognizant party sitting around and me going like, well, you know, you could each go after, you could each go well, do the thing you want to do. Then you're that, railroading at that point. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have an interest in swaying that. Right. But uh, I do think that as a DM, not dissuading that, you, you know, keeping in mind that it could be a great opportunity, like you said, for your players to to rediscover again some of that individuality, some of that, uh, some of that. Who is my character when I'm not beholden to my party? Right. Um. You know, because I mean, most parties, I think they begin to gel and gel. Uh, every, uh, human beings do it too. Yeah, and, and I think as An interesting question that even in the session zero, even when you're first getting to know your character, doesn't really, you can't really be asked is, how am I different as an individual mm. now that I've known the party for this time? That's really you know, process. And, yeah. and and again, mm. until you get that alone time or that that you know split yeah. time, and and that's not to say that that can certainly be explored. Uh, Sitting around the campfire, you know, everyone's decided to to call it an early night, and you decide you're going to stay up. And that, I mean, some of that can bleed onto the table in other yeah. ways. But uh, it's not often that you are handed an encounter right. and you say, "How does Kel, now that he has been a rover for you know however long these these years, how does he handle a situation just as Kel now?" Right. You know, does that you know what what has changed? And, and I think it's, it's so a good reflection. Because, like, the, yeah, the, the, the campfire scenario, you are purposefully uh, self-discovery versus when an environmental thing is happening, an outside force is acting upon you is a totally different thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, using the green liquid thing for those who... Uh, uh, did we even cover that? Was that, was that broadcast? I, I think at some point we've we've touched it. No, it was not on okay. broadcasting the rovers. No. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, Kel drank a mysterious... That's my character. Uh, drank a green liquid and surprise, surprise, poison. Uh, he it was very obvious it was. I just forgot. Uh, it 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 was ex he was explicitly told not to like drink. repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> but I drank it anyway because I but me. The kind of cool part is the party was split at that time. Yeah. And the thing is, is no one it never would have happened yep. if they were there. They yep. would have they would have stopped oh, you or at least tried to. But because of that, I uh, usually I'm the tank. But because I woke up and it's a gladiatorial thing, no armor. What did I become? More the bat. I was the almost the wizard as a paladin. Right. I was buffing people around me. I was like, it was a, a totally different gameplay, and it was an amazing moment that like I'm so glad I drank that green liquid. Right. I think it's a te it's a testament both to hey, it's maybe not the worst idea. I mean, now mm -hmm. maybe you'd feel differently if you had died. Like that you would know. probably put a little tinge on it. <laughs> but, but as as you didn't, it, you know it it. Because you survived, it serves as at least a reasonable uh, testimony uh, or testament to maybe sometimes there's value in splitting the party and, yes. and being able to make your own mistakes. Yeah, And that's oh, that's also an important thing about splitting the party is you get to make your own mistakes. Right. Now, as a DM, I'd like to think that obviously mistakes are bad, but it's not like every mistake is immediately punished, right? That you're, no, or certainly not like... 
with death. Right, you know? I mean, right, right. I think there should be consequences. But exactly. They, they, they don't always have to be. And that's, I, I think that's a general, I would, that'd be a good deal. Uh, split screen conversations talking about uh, failures. I don't know if we've done that one yet. Yeah, failures? Yeah, let's talk about yeah. them. We, yeah. No, we did that. Damn it. This is my memory. You dude. see, you see this. You see this what is what I'm he dealing. has to deal you with. You see what I'm dealing with here. <laughs> no, um, but but 100. I think all all of that. I'm hoping that maybe we can. I I, I don't I don't want to cut the please, please the soft it. the soft uh, short. No, but I won't get hard. Let's let's stay in the let's Jesus Christ. Let's stay let's stay on the pros side of this conversation. Yes, but let's pivot to a. Like a hard agreed upon, and we've we've dabbled. We are like we haven't gotten to this point yet, but you guys as a party have mm-hmm. discussed the possibility of Katarina's character is wanting to go west. She right. needs to go get her brother. Right. Uh, and uh, Kel has caught wind of some of the tor- turmoil going on uh, down in Stone Mantle, and then for. Deeper into the mountain in the Dwarven Dominion, right? Which I'm very curious. Like I, not only because I am only obsessed with treasure, and there's one of the things I really want there. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, gosh, well, yeah, I, we need to talk about this outside of this because we need to figure this out. But I would love to explore that yeah. because uh, where I'm not even sitting at the table, this is like if we do this, it'd be Ariel and Amanda. Yeah. We'd be running separate sessions be, uh, for some period of time. Where I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And then, gosh, the reunion, where I get to learn about what they did through their eyes. Right. That right. is so cool. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think we're already, like, just that enthusiasm is already speaking to how cool uh it's the D and D translation of absence makes the heart grow fonder. I think mm-hmm. that that's some having some time away and some truly time away where you don't you know it's it's blackout on both sides. Right. Um, I think when when we're talking about pros, one, I think what this grants you is the opportunity to. I'm gonna have a hard time not dipping my toes into some cons in this space as well. Well, because yeah, we need to get there eventually, so well, there's some big ones. The, the big thing that I was going to say from a DM standpoint about doing a hard party split yeah. um, is a couple of things. One, uh, I think any DM who uh, has run splits, soft splits, where they're, you know... A negotiation is taking place with these characters, right. and this character's over here in combat. Yeah. It's one. It's a unique skill set as a DM for sure. Holy so, cow! Yeah. So Holding one thing place. I'll say because I encourage. I, I think this is across the board. If you aren't comfortable doing that, do it more. Try to yeah. do it more. It's a skill set. But, but I will also say that every DM only has a certain amount of bandwidth. Yeah. And I always want when I'm engaging with what is happening with your character, I want to be as engaged as I can be in that process. I want to be delivering as meaningful an experience as I can. And if I'm keeping that ball in the air mm-hmm. and then turning over here and keeping this ball in the air simultaneously, yeah, that uh, there are some definite challenges there. And okay. I think I think I think inevitably both of those experiences can suffer. Kind of what we were talking about. With- yeah, we're going to the the cons because I want to add to this. So yeah, let's 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 start exploring the cons. Well, the the reason I outline that con is only to say that one of the big pros of doing oh, a hard okay. split is. I'm sitting with you, and we're running your part of the story. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so none of that becomes a consideration. Okay. Now, the obvious con is we we may be running half sessions, like two 
half sessions. Right. But there is still the logistics of running two separate sessions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which actually in our case. In our case wouldn't necessarily be. A bad thing. I get to stay home with the kid instead of babysitter. Let's say it's, you know, we've got a table of eight players. That's a big thing. Three of them go one way. One of them goes this way. And, you know, it's, you know. Yeah, logistics, which is a killer of so many tables as it is. Right. I think, I think. Unless you are really confident that that's not going to throw a bunch of wrenches right. in the logistics aspect of your game, you might be playing with fire in terms right. of the health of your campaign. That's a, yeah, that's a very strong con with um, hard. So, so the, you know, again, it's a double-edged sword. But uh, you know, frankly, I really enjoy running one-on-ones. I enjoy running the small, the, the you know, the small sessions. Um, but so to 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 try and keep it as much in the pros space as I can. Okay. That that's I just wanted to outline one of the big pros has to juxtapose against the con of the alternative. That's fair. Um, So I think, I think, and, and I think the, the follow-up pro is there's an immense amount of much as when we're at the table, like building, building tension is a, is kind of par for the courts. I think it's, it's what it's, it's something you are doing as a DM. Right. Part yeah. of your job is to. Yeah, you're, you're, you're playing, you're, 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 you know, strumming the loot of tension. Yeah. 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 And I think, I mean, you're, you're trying to manage that such that there are times in which tension is very high and times right. in which it's, yeah. uh, you know, there's some, some release to that. Um, I think to some extent, even though individually we might be playing that same game. Right. What is slowly building on its own is the catharsis of the reunion. Well, and ideally, you are hard splitting the party for a reason. Oh, definitely. definitely. So, yeah, there's something happening in the background while you're hard splitting. Right. So, like, there is, even when you're a, like doing your own thing, you still feel that pressure, like, hey, the big thing that the reason why we're splitting is still happening. Right. Right. Yeah. And and I think it, uh, what we are talking about with you potentially remaining in the East yeah. and uh, pursuing some line of adventure uh, through Stone Mantle, Being the mines, the left Dominion, and right, man. Just uh, and and uh, Aster and Katarina potentially continuing on to the Sword Coast is a good example of that because I think to to some extent. You guys understand that the clock is ticking. Uh-huh. It's it's you know we're not down to the wire, but I mean even this far out, you can see the the battlements forming. the The lines oh, yeah, are yeah. being drawn. The, count, and, the doomsday clock is ticking. Yeah, and and here's the thing: is if the world was going to just be static, why not just go to the Sword Coast and yes. then come back? Do- why not just go to the Dwarven Dominion and then go to the right, right, right? But the fact of the matter is, is Katarina feels a sense of urgency via the timing with regard to uh, reuniting with her brother. Right. And there's the broader world sense of emergency of the plague that's spreading, the undead have begun, right? I mean, all, all right. these other pressures. And I think this does kind of get back to, there's very little reason to ever split the party mm-hmm. if time is infinite. Yes. If the party doesn't have, if time serves no implication in the your game, hard split. then it'll, it'll, then why split ever? Yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, there's, there's no, uh, it, it really, I think is a fundamental reason to consider splitting. Yes. Um, you know, there could be other reasons, but I think one of those cores tends, yeah. tends to be, we need to get things done quicker than we can as a unit. Right. Um, and that becomes 
that push pull yes. of you know. Um, so be, before we pivot hard into the, the uh, negatives and in, into the cons, because I do think I mean there's there's a laundry list of buyer bewares. Uh, well, I was about to say, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. But I'm really but. curious to hear. Do you have do you have any additional thoughts on the on the on the con side as a as a player between kind of the soft versus I'd actually specifically be interested to hear your thoughts kind of on the soft split side with regard to you know your experience of when a split's happening you are effectively participating for half of the session during a soft the, well are we the, going to this is cons. So if well, I, I don't know. I'm, I, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. I'm, I'm asking, is that a con? Like, it can be. I, Very, I, like, I think it can. Yeah, I think it's it's. So I so. It sounds like soft. There's a, there's a con from the DM side that you're you're juggling a lot of balls, and the problem is when you're juggling all the balls, you're not like a ball m will might drop, and that's the player. Right. Um. So, during a soft split, um. Yeah, it can be where it's very obvious, especially when uh, a, a certain group, like the you split into two, and the other group is going through some really engaging stuff, right. and you're picking a lock. Oh, they're fighting a horde of the undead, and you are sneaking. Uh, granted, sneaking can be interesting, but I mean, it can definitely feel like unweighted like what am i really doing here right right and i think that's a challenge i mean i certainly think that's a challenge on the dm side to try and keep keep those experiences both feeling exciting right uh, i think i think there is ample opportunity to drop those balls and, yeah and that's you know it's i i just think it's a skill set that even very very versed dms right don't exercise often and so i think well, if they're they're inclined to to slip up this, oh, this could be this could be the most fertile ground for many understandably DMs. so i mean when you consider that time so when you're engaged in something that's really interesting time goes by faster so that you when you're really in the interesting thing you'll spend 15 minutes and then you go back to the other person gets five minutes you go back to the really interesting thing to get 15 more minutes and, five, and that so poor person is getting no time here's here's a question that i would have is let's say As as the let's call it observing party when when, yeah. when the camera's not on you, right? Is is that a space that players can or should find enjoyment at the table? Anyways, I, I'm and I'm asking that no, legitimately. Yeah, I, no, I understand you know. what you're saying because there is a point where like, hey, my character is not privy to this information. How closely should I be keying in? Well, I well, that and, and and also just. Let's say something very riveting is happening uh -huh. with one one character. One character goes, you know, uh, hey, hey guys, uh, like I, I got to step out. You know, let's say you guys are you guys have booked a room at an inn and you guys have had a couple drinks, right? And this character just kind of at some point abruptly gets up and goes, hey guys, I got to step out, but I'll you know I'll make sure I'll, I'll be back before midnight. Okay, cool. And they they step out. I'm I'm not even gonna lay out a scenario, but let's sure. say whatever it is that they start getting into is wildly compelling. I guess my question is and I'm I'm again I think it's a legitimate. I think there's a lot of DMs who would be curious to know. Yeah. For the players who I mean effectively you're and this is not to to denigrate. This is not to say like well you guys are just drinking so we're not going to look at what you're doing at all. Like right, that's right, that's right. not the point. But the point is 
is as a as a player simply being an audience to another player engaging in something is is let all the DMs know out there is you know is there a time where you're completely content to just do that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think a large part of this and many of the the cons of this is how often you do the splits. Right. So if you're if you have that rogue, it's a rogue. Let's be honest with each other. It's a rogue. <laughs> you mean the one character that goes off on their own to yeah, do something? It's a rogue. Uh, so if the rogue is going off like could every be could be a bard. No, no, they're easy. They're they're at the bar schmoozing the barmaids. Well, I mean, what if we're running like a steamy sex scene because they uh That's on your table, man. I don't know yeah, what kind yeah. of D twenties you I, might I be have, rolling. I have a feeling that there's a couple there there's some people out there who wouldn't mind just sitting back. You know, that's you know Dude, there's some some there's like some, uh, there's some get, uh, was it there, there are there are some interesting tastes out there, my friend. Sure, I have no doubt. But no, we're okay, yeah. We're talking well, more mainstream. Let's say for, for the purpose of this that it, it is a rogue who's off to get into some okay. some highly compelling shenanigans. Sure. So if they're doing that every freaking night, yeah, it's gonna get boring. Oh, no doubt. But let's say the 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 rogue has been building us or you the DM and the rogue have been building us. They're finally back in the rogue's hometown. Finally back. And they're going to confront the person that, you know, okay, I'm invested now. Okay. It's, it's, you are going out with the purpose that I understand. And it's, it's not happening every night. It's, yeah, I'll completely back you up. Like backing up, meaning I'll be involved in your story and I won't be like, well, I didn't get to play today. Which actually, if you spend the whole time only on one character and everyone else just has to watch that being played. That well, I yeah, I would I would say I mean if literally everyone shows up at the table to watch one player yeah, God, play, God. that's that's not that's a, a nightmare right yeah. there. That's a nightmare. But but I will say that I think I think to to some extent. Well, you, let's let's keep running with that example. Um, and and again, I I'm many of these questions I'm asking in earnest yeah. well, only because I have my fo- thoughts and feelings about them. But I'm really curious to hear the the player perspective is. Uh, Kel and Aster okay. remain at the tavern. They're drinking. Okay, and you know wh- whatever whatever revelry has been going on. It's right. been a while since you've been in a tavern. And Katarina, she's up and out yep. at some point. Doing role uh, and let's say that you guys say we're just going to let her do her thing. Like you know, I mean, certainly there'd be opportunity to go. Like I want to, I want to follow. You know, I want to. You know, you know definitely and, have that you, opportunity. Yeah. But let's say that you 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 up there as a player, would you feel slighted that? A larger subset of the session is revolving around this, this, you know, compelling thing that she is doing, than the revelry and conversation that's taking place. And that is not, like I said, that's not to say I'm going to go over here for 45 minutes and then go like, you guys still chatting? Okay. And yeah, you know, yeah. But it, but it's just to say that when I come back to you and you guys are again probably some great opportunity for some one-on-one intra-party yeah, interactions. Absolutely. Cool stuff can be unfolding there. But I'm I'm really curious to hear you know from the the from the player side does does that session end going like well what the fuck you know like yeah. you know and and because obviously obviously at a DM you don't want your players walking away that way but simultaneously I I'd, I'd be hard pressed to say you know whatever whatever crazy sneaking nuts thing that she's doing. Uh, does inherently ask for the lens more than drinking and having a conversation. Okay. 
but well, but I I want to I want to know your your it, side. It of that. just depends on the situation. Again, yeah. I think if I have the buy-in that if I understand what's happening, if uh, going to example, the rogue is going out to get information to help the party. Okay, that's cool. If they're just like, I'm the sneaky member of the night, and I'm going to go out and roam the the rooftops looking yeah. for evildoers. Well, come on, dude. You're 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 take what what is the purpose of what you're doing? Right. Like right. no no 100. And I guess I should I should reinforce what I'm saying when I'm when I'm labeling the rogues' actions or so any player's rogue, actions it? so as as compelling. Yeah. I mean compelling to the table. Yeah. You know, not just compelling to them. So yeah, if if, all, if that's happening, yeah. Uh, again, give us a one on one time, and it, it's not happening every session. It's a rare occurrence. I see no problem with that. Yeah. I, I was just curious because I mean my my general feeling, you know, I, I certainly don't want someone to feel like they're they're not getting their screen time, but but I think to some extent session time when I mean when it's a single when it's a single party, obviously there's no question, but when you're doing this bounce back and forth, uh to some extent the the Radius around a character that is unspooling the more or more compelling narrative right. is is naturally going to ask for more focus yeah. than the alternative. Well, it's, yeah, it's a group play game. It's not. It's just not just me playing the game. It's other people playing the game, and there is enjoyment out of watching good D and D happen before you. I mean, there's a reason why. Uh, what's that? What's that show called? Critical Role is so popular. Is right. people enjoy watching good D and D, right? So I mean, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, no, and I, like I said, I mean that that was more or less my thought, but I, I I mean, I I couldn't entirely fault a player for going like if I show up for the session, right? You know, like, and I don't get a dead on equal amount of uh, like like I said, I I don't think we're not in a position. I, I again, this just comes with I think, yeah. Uh, but I I could see if you have a larger table and you have players you don't play with regularly or you don't know that well that's true you know that that Ooh, being an, an, an added challenge because yeah. you know that could be read you know read as as uh, a, a manufactured slight yeah. as opposed to i could just, definitely also see like you're saying this would not be something you use with people you don't know very well this would be with this, an established table who you know are in it for the long haul yeah i i think the the big thing that we as dms get to benefit from to some extent is that is that the common knowledge is you don't do it so mm-hmm. we don't have to grapple with it often i think if the common knowledge was man you can get so much done and it's not that yeah. dangerous and it's, then i actually think it, it would be a deal where regularly i'd be running hard splits because i i don't want to sit and run and ending a session where you run the entire session split at the table oh. is way more taxing than 100% i can imagine yeah. you know running it normally and so for that reason i would as a dm i would think about the game differently if every third session the players are splitting off and and to- totally right. going their own directions so um talk let, let's I, I mean we're kind of kind of in the con space but we we've kind of but I think there's some some of the hard and fast cons that really inform common knowledge on the subject. Right. Uh, I mean, first and foremost is death. Yeah, survivability for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I and and the biggest thing I could say on the DM side about that is, um, 
I mean, you already know I don't subscribe to the fifth edition's notion of encounter balance. I think the CR system is useless. And and frankly, even if it worked well, at best, I think it's a it's a a guideline. Right. I, I'm not a big fan of the notion of encounter balance for encounter balance sake. I mean, it's good as a DM to know, is this a really difficult encounter? Is this an easy encounter? Okay. Is this a uh but I don't I don't want to sit down and go, well, this is their exact level and these are their exact powers and these are and let me craft something that that, you know, that all I'm doing is sitting down and creating obstacles in the world that I know you can just clear. Okay. I mean, that's to me it kind of defeats the purpose of leveling because then there's going to be you'll never find an opportunity to go I'm way more powerful than this thing because I right. I've, I've just crafted it to be scaled to you and simultaneously you'll also never find a, a fight you can't win. Right. And both of those things, I think, are important. Sometimes okay. you need to stomp things, and sometimes you need to realize that you are in a bad situation. Okay. If you're not doing that, then... And this is kind of, kind of holds hands a little bit with the notion of illusion of choice and DM, DM modification behind the scenes. Okay. You guys come to a fork in the road, and half the party goes this way, and half the party goes this way. Okay. I couldn't have possibly anticipated that only two of the four party members are showing up. There's right. an encounter that's that is a difficult encounter for four. Yeah. That's a deadly encounter for two. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, if I start changing that, I've removed any implications of your choice to split the party. That's true. I need to allow two people to come up against something uh. that would have challenged the entirety of the party. Yeah, now, no, I, now, think, I think I understand what you're saying. What, what I will say is, if we're running a hard split... Okay, um, something different. Well, I, I may have a greater consideration for the fact that you're the only one there, right? but something that we didn't touch on, it's not so much a con, or I guess it ties into the cons, is if, as a party, you have split for a longer period of time, say it's going to be multiple sessions, it's going to be, uh, you know, you're running these individual separate experiences... It might be worth keeping in mind that you are one or two or three people oh. or usually six. Maybe hire some mercenaries. Maybe hire, you know, maybe find yes. a way of shoring up the yes. fact that don't because because I think the problem is, especially if you're it's not, hey, we're branching off in two directions in a dungeon and we both walk into a room that kills us and now right. it's TPK. Um the only way I can see someone from the party going, well, let's keep using your example. You branch off from the party, and you okay. go, all right, I'm heading down to the mines. And I go like, okay. And you, you, myself, you, you head yeah. off all by yourself. I would say what you are telling me is, I am expecting that you've changed everything about this mine right. to account for the fact that just Kel's walking into right. it. If you survive, that has to be the case. Yes. Any encounter I built, assuming the entirety of the rovers was going to be there, that you survive, right, right, right. you now know I've changed it. Right, right, right. And and that I think is a perfect example of, of if if you are if you are separate, you know, if you if you've chosen to split, the the reason the world should be more deadly is because I would say, as a DM, you're doing a huge disservice to your players right. by robbing them of the consequences of being split. Let's and just take the realism out of the world. Yes. 
hundred uh, percent. So it makes I don't know. Maybe it just makes it makes logical sense. Like if you split the party, you're also splitting your fighting force. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I think that reads like a no brainer, but yeah. I also think that uh, I I would not put it out of the realm of possibilities that uh, a player goes off solo and right. walks into a room and goes, "There's six trolls in here." Right. Like I'm what a level the f- five? What the fuck, dude? <laughs> right. Like you know, looking at the DM, like what are you? Do- and, and you're like, you I, are, I made a room with six trolls in it. How did I know you were going to walk right. in there by yourself? You like, left a fi- group of five to be one, yeah. right? And yeah. and so, I think that's a big consideration for players. Is is and and again, yeah. I think I think I'm speaking thoroughly to the fifth edition community in in saying this is if you're choosing to split the party. You chose to split the party, right? And you have to compensate for that. Yeah, and and on top of whatever other prep the DM has done, uh, n- not only should they not, it it's also it, it also sucks to even if even if a DM was inclined to do that. Right. Like I said, I don't think that's a good practice. Yeah. But it sucks to go. Well, man, I built out some cool encounters that I think I think we're going to be really good encounters for the party. But now that one person's going in there. I guess I'm gonna scratch, you know, like yeah. it, it's it's added work for for the DM. Just uh, like I said, ig- acknowledge that you have decided to strip a tremendous amount of your strength right. out by uh, by separating. And, and that should is- be a big like, hey, as a player, hey, if I am in the middle of the nowhere and like, mm, let's just spit the party because it'll cover more ground. Uh, that you have no way to reinforce your ranks. You have no mer- like you are. Versus going into like a heist, you are probably in a city. You're like, oh, okay, we're gonna split up. You're gonna go pick that lock. Well, I can't be with you. We need to hire some muscle, right? And all of a sudden, you're able to build your ranks. I think that's that's a that's a puzzle. You're doing a puzzle right yes. there. Yes, I I, I agree one hundred percent. I think the the heist also serves as a good example because, generally speaking, those conducting the heist have the upper hand. The reason that they're each yeah, they're, they're each playing their ahead. part yes, is because they're executing a plan that if they're doing it well, those who are being heisted aren't even aware it's playing yeah. out, you know, and, and something interesting. What happens? Let's say there's some inner party turmoil and they decide to split the party because of the turmoil. I, uh, I, I love, frankly, I love it. I, I know you would. I, I well, <laughs> I, I love it because I think it's a way of addressing Intraparty conflict okay. in the game. Yes. Like, but what do you do as a DM and encounters and like, okay. Well, I, I mean, I think it depends on what you mean by split. If it's a point where where two people in the party have come to to odds, I mean, frankly, show me the session where we're sitting around the table and two players have clearly come to a head. Yeah. And the other four players need to decide who they're going with. Yeah. You want to talk about a good reason to do a hard split? And then, cool. Uh-huh. It might not even be a hard split. As in, hey, we've hard split. We've hard split in the sense that we know there's this cathartic reunion coming. We've just hard split because it's it's uh, Avengers Civil War time. Like we've right, right, chosen right. our sides of what the right right course of action is. That does not preclude the opportunity for those groups to find. You know, uh, again, what a cool way of having that their paths weave along. 
maybe even becoming opposition to one another at a point, maybe becoming, I mean, there's all sorts of opportunity yeah, there. Wow, that's pretty deep. Um, and, 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 but what I like is it's a tool where characters are, or I should say players are in character. And it's a tool where, uh, we are sorting out differences in opinion, differences in course of action in-game at the table. Yeah. So this is allows for a really interesting way to explore different things. Right. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you feel... I, I think the biggest cons for me is boredom. And if you're if you're talking about a soft split, I yeah. think, and and the the DM version is yes, I, I would actually say fatigue. If I had to run six sessions straight of so, which is you a, guys are you which guys is are, really hard because you're fatigued. You're putting everything you have into this, and I'm bored because of it. That and that's that's my whole point is is that's you're bad. working overtime to deliver a worse experience for everybody. That's very a, likely such a huge you know? negative. Yeah. And and I like I said I think there's probably people who are more and less versed at running that way. But I think in general, if you want to talk about uh, an environment that DMs don't run in often, I, I think splitting the party is is up there. Um, okay, yep, and yep. so and like I said, I have no doubt that if you if you ran those sessions a lot, you'd get damn good at it. You might even come to enjoy running yeah. sessions like that. But you you have to you have to find that competency right. in doing it. And uh, and so like I said. For for that reason, like I said, I I would like I would generally my preference would be to be running soft splits relatively infrequently and yep. for relatively short periods of time. Yep. If it's going to be more than that, I would probably come to the players and say, Hey, you know, what we thought was going to be a session has now turned into three and it looks like it's gonna be more. How do you guys feel about turning this split. into a hard split because I'm not delivering I'm not delivering for you right you know you're like definitionally even if I'm doing a perfect job of splitting time right you are observing for half the session right and it's a big commitment just being yeah. at the session period you know what I mean that's so I totally agree with that it might but maybe even headed it off you can see into the future like hey I I see where this is going before this even becomes an issue let's hard split now but yeah I totally agree with that as well like hey okay we in, like looking at what's going on. This is not going the way it should be. Let's do some hard splits. Yeah, and I think uh, again, I think, um, I think the 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 big caveat to that being that um, you know a world that has proved itself to be challenging to three superheroes. Um, I would say some of what draw should drive. Those players back together is the I realization see. that maybe in that first that encounter a, you come back with your tail between your legs. I, Absolutely, it, it could be, you know, and and uh, but it's just a deal where you would you just have to imagine that a world that is capable of throwing challenges at three tenth level five e characters, uh, what does that mean for one tenth level right. or for two tenth levels or right. you know? And so I think that that's that's always a consideration. I think the only other the only caveat i have about splits that i would say is a con is uh player death um, that's a pretty well well player death in the sense that clear i mean clearly we've already touched on that's bad for the player right the rest of the party isn't there to witness it oh. they literally just go we never hear from him again he's gone 
And that, I mean, there's stories like that. I mean, that's... no doubt. I, and so I don't, I don't think I would outline it as a hard con. Right. But when you're talking about a character that maybe you've been with for, I, you know, I, oh, I think, be... I think death should be a real, should be a very real possibility, and should be even, even a mundane death. We should do everything in our power to remind ourselves of the importance that this character right. played throughout the course of this. Absolutely. If you as Kel, okay. running off solo, maybe you've got some henchmen or, or some right, mercenaries right, right. that are traveling with you, whatever it is that you're... You come, you come up against something that is beyond you, and you're dead. How do you feel as a character, having not had the rest of the players there to be privy to that? That's that's actually kind of an advantage. It's, it's, a, it's that final boon you get if you fall on the battlefield... Is that your party is there to grieve, but to, well, the, just to experience that. But they don't even know, which is even more powerful in my mind. It's one thing when you have a concrete answer, like, oh, he died fighting a red ancient dragon, versus like, he never showed up. What happened to him? Should we go look for him? 100%. I mean, cool, cool quest line to, yeah, 100%. you know. Um, so, I mean, there, there are, there's some really cool things you can do there, but I, I definitely know that there would be some players who would feel robbed to have their final moments go unwitnessed. And, and yeah. I mean, again, I, that, that's, that's uh, and every player, well, that's an individual player thing. That's on the DM's play to make sure that the death is meaningless. <laughs> uh, but well, actually, it's not too far off. Like, if, the, if I was in a hard, we're hard split and I died, I would like to think that you would make sure that Kel's death was resonating in the world. It would Well, I I mean, yeah, I think I think I think I I don't want any player's death to to feel meaningless. Right. Um but you know, I think it's a different thing to sit at a table with a group of people for months, years, you know, what what have you and uh, e even though there's some part of me that loves the notion of dying cold and alone, of course you do. I, I mean, that's but but the thing the thing that I love about it is is it's it's practical, it's realistic. No, you're it's, not wrong. It's uh, but but there's so much, especially about the fifth edition space, that isn't that right. It's meaningful, heroic deaths, and to some extent, a player is robbed of that if they are. Yeah, uh, like I said, I. It's nothing. It's nothing. I would attempt to amend. Right. I would try to make it meaningful, one on one for them in that experience. Right. Um, and then at that, I would begin having conversations about like how how you know the rest of the party clearly isn't going to be aware of this. So how are we bringing you as a player back yeah. into the story? And ultimately, it's going to come down to the other characters' decisions. Right. And, and to some extent, those decisions might just be the. the payoff that that player might have been looking for mm -hmm. if they if they you know do they do they derail what they're doing to go in search of yeah. of Kel I mean maybe that feels really meaningful to you as a player that they're going to travel halfway across the but if the doomsday clock is ticking well and the the thing the, the some of the challenges there we're, we're actually getting into an interesting like, yeah rabbit, we're but, getting the weeds. but there are some interesting rab uh rabbit holes there in that you and your new character are aware of precisely what happened. Yeah. To... Why would we go look for my previous character? We need to go address. Yeah. Yeah. 
So there's some interesting things, but I, you know, it's a it's a uh, a different angle on death that I hadn't considered. Yeah. Uh, for a player to die, you know, frightened and alone, uh, maybe feels very different than dying alongside your friends on the battlefield. Right, right. So. Um, um, I, th- I think uh, it's about time to wrap it up, sir. Yeah, I think uh, you you got a, a summary on the player side of yeah. Uh, I think that we have uttered in the uh, never split the party. That has become our mantra, and I think we're missing out on some things. It's not something that should be done every time. It's something that is an interesting way to explore the game and explore our characters, um, and is should not be totally discredited but used with caution. 100%. Um, I think uh, the real takeaway is next session, uh, everyone, tell your DM you're ready to split the party. <laughs> yeah, go, go tell them Modern Myth sent you. Oh, tell them. <laughs> oh bring no, the hate. Uh, I, I think, and, and I mean, I guess this would be speaking speaking to DMs. Uh, I, I would love to hear in the comments uh, their various takes, but if you are a split-averse DM, um, I'd, I would love to hear, you know, are, are they primarily for the reasons that we outlined? Um, and despite that, you know, is there a, is there a willingness to allow players to explore that, uh, explore those decisions? Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think, I, I think mostly I just have to echo what you say is, is, uh, I, I think never split the party is, uh, it's a never say never scenario. It's, it, it's, uh, there are always those finite tools for completing very specific tasks. Yep. And if you've closed yourself off both as a DM or as a, as a player to the possibility that precisely what you need in this moment might be to go your own separate directions. Um, you, you're, you're going to have to approach certain obstacles uh, like a hammer and looking at them like they're a nail. Yep. And uh, you know, I think some, sometimes there is, uh, opportunity for that. Uh, for all of those who are lying in their mass graves, having split the party, sorry guys. Um, you know, that's I, your DM's I, fault, I'm, by I'm the sure. way. Yeah, he pro- he should have modified the world and made things seriously. Like, it's all about hell? living. You never. That's what these DMs? There's and, no consequences and, for any action. <laughs> um, no, I, I think I, I think there are plenty of people. I would love to hear uh, from from DMs or players out there. Uh, tell me tell me your party split horror stories like. Tell tell me tell me tell me why it was the worst decision and why we're wrong You're about such everything. Such a negative here. person. I want to hear your positive stories. Tell me the amazing things that just happened. Hit a, hit us with a sweet story about splitting the parties. There we go. There we go. Um, just take this one out old school. Yeah, let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we hugely appreciate you joining us this time. Until next time, the world, the world is yours. Is yours.